One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 103 of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined as always by your two other hosts, Gertie Money Man and your Lord and Savior. <laughs> yes, our Lord and Savior, <clears throat> the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. Who is the real king of the death match? Nick Gage can go fuck himself. <laughs> All right, what's going on, guys? I have wrapped my arm up in barbed wire before. Oh, yeah. I am not, not surprised by that for some reason. Did we lose Carl? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we starting off already when losing people? <laughs> uh, no, we're good. We're good. I didn't uh, want to interrupt you like last time. <laughs> nah, I was saying like, I'm not surprised that you wrapped your arm in barbed wire. And <laughs> yeah. I done some stupid, stupid shit in my day. Wrapping my arm in barbed wire. I didn't really cut myself though, so that's all good. If you wrap it a certain if you wrap it a certain way, it's not that bad. Awesome. All right. Speaking of wrapping things a certain way, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WrestleGunPod with one D. Uh, Instagram at WrestleGunPod with two D's and at for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash WrestleGunPod and YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can go ahead over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGunning Podcast and buy some of our shirts. And then RedBubble.com slash people slash WrestleGunning Pod to buy some more of our shirts. Just buy our shit. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Just buy our shit. That's that's all we really want. Oh, good times. Good times. Um, all right. So what do you guys want to get into? You want to do a... Uh, one of our discussion questions, or you want to jump into the news here, real quick? It doesn't matter. Fuck it. Do a discussion question. All right. So I'm going to take this one, which is um, I don't I don't understand the first part, the Hogan or Hall. Like, is that supposed to be like a separate question or? No, no. So uh, it's supposed to be like the premise of the discussion. So Hogan or Hall. Uh, and it's the question pertains to Daniel Bryan and uh, uh, CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. Yeah. So we know that Jerry signed with uh, AEW, which he knows uh, <coughs> the BBS rival. So CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, are they Hogan? Or like, should it be Hogan or should they be Hall? Like, so Hogan had to switch up. Like who he was in WWF, like you know he went from the Hulkamaniac to 
the uh, Hollywood Hogan. Uh, Scott Hall basically was the same guy he was in WWF all along. So you think With, Daniel Bryan without, can't punch the Hogan at all? <laughs> huh? After the, the cease and desist without the accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Hogan, when he jumped to WCW, though, was doing the same shtick until he joined the NWO. Yeah, but it didn't really work. Like, he was, like, what Hulkamaniac WCW do you remember Hogan besides, like, him fighting Ric Flair? <laughs> it's not even hot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's true because like a lot of people are growing like that that clean cut baby face, like the super like the super powered clean cut baby face was dying, and like that's that's what Hogan's character was. He was that clean cut, and the same with Sting. They were the clean cut super baby faces, and it just wasn't working anymore. So that's why Hogan jumping to Hollywood Hogan and joining the NWO extended his career. Like at least another ten years, if you think about it, <clears throat> like throughout the remainder of WCW until they did the freaking um, the New Blood and the <clears throat> was it, the Millionaires Club, yeah, which pretty much then killed everyone off. But yeah, so when it comes to so CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, you know they kind of been that face for WWE, so switching over to AEW, you know. Yeah. Or, can they be the same person, or do you think they should switch it up or like redefine their character? <clears throat> and that's what I was asking. Okay, <clears throat> Garrett, what do you think on that one? So, uh, I mean, Punk to me is always going to be Punk, regardless. Like, I don't, I feel like he's going to be more of like the how he was at like the end of his career, where like he basically was trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin and just be the say it like you mean it. Uh, I, I wouldn't compare him to Austin. I think. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Hard. I'm just saying, like he wanted to be like Austin. Uh, and that same like the scripted promo. One thing I'll like say that. about Daniel Bryan, and I I read in an article about it, and I think it's kind of interesting to think about too. Is I think the Daniel Bryan needs to be careful, like how much he wrestles i think in AEW, because i feel like AEW is a little bit i don't want to say off the walls but like i feel like they do like so many of these spots and like they're doing all this high flying bullshit that no one really cares about and like daniel bryan was out for a long time because he got injured and he couldn't wrestle so i feel like he might be put on a little bit might get taxed out a little bit more at AEW, so he needs to probably like tone down some of the stuff he wants to, he needs to do, but he's not going to. I think they're going to do what they what they can to protect him. Like, I mean, I hope so because he's, I mean, he's probably going to. He's probably going to. It's probably going to be the same style that he's been working in WWE. Because like, that was that's ring style was working for him anyway, and you're not going to see him get involved in like too many of those crazy high spots. And a lot of those guys that are doing those spots are probably not going to be in a match with Daniel Bryan anyway, if you think about it. Like, if he when he debuts, he's going right to Kenny Omega, like, there's, which, there's no which that. is or Jericho, which is why, uh, what happened on that. 
<laughs> basically why what happened on uh, AEW this week happened. Go yeah. ahead. Um, but I think you're right with Punk. Like Punk's been the same, pretty much. Punk has been the same character throughout his entire career. Like he's kind of morphed and changed, like tweaked a little bit. But at the root of it, like CM Punk is still CM Punk. Like he's gonna come in and he's gonna straight up be CM Punk. I'm the best in the world. Yep. And like it's gonna, it's probably gonna end up being like. I'm back to remind you that I'm the best in the world type thing. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. That's why, that's why for me, yeah, I probably agree with you. Like, he would seem more like the the hall. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, like, even if he was to switch up his gimmick a little bit, like, he would still be kind of still who he is. Whereas yeah. I, I, think, I think Daniel Bryan... Uh, could benefit from a, a character change like not necessarily like he has to turn heel or anything but just you know what i'm saying like a different <clears throat> a different guy than this the the yes guy i think he's gonna be um i think we're gonna see more of like the american dragon type um submission holds and stuff like that with daniel bryan That, that's pretty much like his entire Ring of Honor career was more like technical grappling and you know stuff like that. So I'm sure that's what we may go back to with him. <laughs> uh, uh, Bob back on the AEW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like I'm down for that. It's Bob Backlund, so totally up for that. Uh, let's see. So with that, um, let's go ahead and segue here into the news. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 Get that little news thing in there so I can put that little promo music in (laughs) 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 all right so let's start off with the big thing that pretty much everyone was talking about coming out of the weekend matt cardona uh formerly known as zach Ryder for you casual fans or fans that don't know zach Ryder was in wwf for like wwe for like a long ass time got released a couple years ago or last year actually pre-wrestlemania has been making you know a pretty big impact on independent scene and is actually a member of the impact wrestling roster um he got to a little bit of a beef with uh the so-called king of the death match nick gage um took him on over the weekend in atlantic city and matt cardona walked out as the gcw world champion <clears throat> defeating nick gage in a death match <clears throat> Um, I don't, th- you guys didn't watch that, right? No, I didn't. uh, no. Okay. Not. So Garrett, you watched a W with Jericho and Nick Gage. I did. Okay. So it was pretty much the same thing. Just swap out Chris Jericho with Nick Gage or, um, with, uh, Matt Cardona. <laughs> ah. 
So well, the match was pretty much almost identical. So did did they do the uh, uh, Jericho gets cut by a pizza cut or Cardona gets cut by a pizza cutter, and yeah. the the camera pans away from it so Jericho can get a blade out and cut his arm, and then go back to it and then watch the blood start dripping. To do that too? No, they did not do that. Um, Cardona was actually already busted open before he got the pizza cutter. Um, but it just looked really bad. Like both like in that match and the Cardona match, the blade on the pizza cutter never turned. And like, especially in the Cardona match, you can tell that he wasn't using the blade on his forehead. He was actually using that little nub handle on the pizza cutter that keeps your fingers from getting cut by the blade. He was actually, he was using that across Cardona's forehead. And I think it was the same thing in the Jericho match. Probably. Because even at the beginning, when he swiped the pizza cutter at Jericho, and Jericho was like holding his arm, like Jericho bladed his arm. Yeah, you could tell. Because like I said, you can tell he the the camera pans away and then it comes back and it shows him bleeding. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. Ain't no pizza cutter in the world that damn sharp to begin with. Because... It can't even cut through a damn pizza crust. Right. If you apply enough pressure, okay. No, I can't be convinced otherwise, Carl. I mean, if you <laughs> if you do it on your like forehead, it, you could probably cut them. Now, like the arm, you you have to dig in pretty hard, or yeah, I mean, like he just like stab. swiped at him, like he was like swinging a knife at him or something. That's what it was. Yeah. It looked really bad. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I will say though, I did watch the uh the Cardona GCW thing. I found it free. I wasn't paying for that shit. So um and all I watched was the main event, and that was it. There was a detolf. If um for our listeners that aren't familiar with the detolfs, they are pretty much glass cabinets that um a lot of people who collect figures use. Um, they're really nice looking cabinets for Ikea. Um, they had one of those at ringside, which they, um, used as well. Uh, those things are tough though. That thing didn't even break. So, um, so there's that. And then the crowd is like completely on a whole other level at those shows. Like these guys are more rabid and bloodthirsty than a nineties ECW crowd. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's insane, like, how, how bad these guys are. Uh, made you think he was watching the Wrestling Society X again? <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't even that bad. So, <laughs> I'm like, this, this is worse than Wrestling Society X. Um, like, Cardona wins the title, right? And he does, like, the, like, has his little Shawn Michaels moment where he's kneeling in the ring, like, staring at the title. And they're throwing garbage at him, like, full bottles of, like, soda, um, like water bottles, like all this shit, they're just throwing at the ring at them. I mean, that kind of like that's something I haven't seen in a long ass time. Like the last time I remember seeing that is when Hogan joined the NWO. Like yeah. I haven't really seen anybody throw garbage in the ring in a long time. Oh, well, WWE uh, yeah. probably have you arrested or something. Yeah, more than likely. So remember, like, WCW, that shit used to happen all the time, like, when Hogan won the title. <laughs> and then there was yeah. that, uh, 
the celebration afterwards or someone threw like a full like can of beer and it pinged off of Scott Hall's forehead. <laughs> and he just like slicked his hair back and continued on. <laughs> but um yeah, that whole thing, like if you guys get a chance to go back and watch it, at least for that main event, like <clears throat> it's just it's insane, like the amount of stuff that Nick Gage is willing to put himself through just to entertain those freaking like one percent of wrestling fans that like that shit. Yep. And I'm I'm sure that arena had to smell bad too. Like some of those guys look like they even showered in like three weeks or longer. Three weeks? They probably never showered ever. I'm not. I'm down for some of it. If it's done right and done well, like Nick Gage is no new jack. Like I I tell you that right now. Like I will watch a new jack match all day. Nick Nick Gage is nowhere on the level of like a new jack or a Terry Funk or a Mick Foley or even like half the guys that do these death matches in Japan. Nick Gage is on nowhere near that level. Cuz one, those guys could wrestle. Nick Gage can't. Dude could barely do a DDT in this match and make it look good. Yep. And as you saw on Dynamite, like he was struggling doing a Falcon Arrow. Yep. Like, it just looked like garbage. Dude couldn't take a bump, couldn't sell. Nope. Just absolute trash. So. Um, but I will say the funny there was a funny thing after he used a pizza cutter on Jericho, like on his forehead, and then went to picture in picture, the uh, commercial was a Domino's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so um AEW's in a little bit of a hot water with some sponsors over that that part. Oh, I have no doubt. But uh, whatevs. All right. Uh, Speaking of AEW, I'm going to skip the uh, the Queen of the Ring thing. We'll do that last. Uh, Vince on a Q2 investors call today um, (laughs) uh, mentioned AEW with the investors. So when I'd ask him a question, if they felt like this was like, you know, the the 90s with WCW, um, he had a few things to say, but the big thing that came out of this was I'm not sure where their investments are. So when it comes to their talent, perhaps we can give them some more. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like Vince taking a dig at AEW or if Vince is like hinting at more releases in the future. Dude, probably nice. both. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say probably both. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's, that came out of the Q2 investors call today. And that was like, just, I just found that freaking hilarious. Like, yeah, we'll just give them some more talent. They still wouldn't be able to do beyond our level is pretty much like the way that Vince sounded um, on that call. So I mean, honestly, he's got a point. Um, I think even with the addition of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, like it may give them more clout and may, you know, drive the ratings up more, but they're still production wise. Nobody's going to be on the level of WWE. Yeah. But, uh, they need to get rid of whoever's doing their camera cuts. Cause that guy's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't need like 10 camera cuts on one move. Just looks stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of WWE, they had planned this a couple of years ago, but it got nixed. Uh, so there's talk of the return 
or not the return, but the debut of the Queen of the Ring tournament. So here's what made me mad about it. Oh, the whole thing. So I was, I was reading it, and the way they're making it sound is is it's going to start on, like, SmackDown on one night and then end on, like, the Raw the next week. Bullshit. Just give us a pay-per-view. You know what I honestly so thought one about? Night, I, I was one gonna night ask. Tournament. I was going to ask what you guys thought of this. What if they just did, like, I don't know what they would call it, but they just do, like, you know, um, a mat like it's one night and all it is is like you do like a queen of the ring and a king of the ring so you're going back and forth between women's and men's matches the whole night and at the end you crown a queen of the ring and a king of the ring yeah we they could do that it could it be would, like it could be your final four matches yeah between, for each for each side because that'll give you what like eight matches on the pay-per-view yeah. or Eight. Whatever. Yeah, like, ten, it'd be you, ten. It'd be like ten matches. Yeah. So do whatever you wanted to do with it. Or nine matches. Yeah, ten matches. Can I uh, make a confession? You would hate it, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, I said you'd hate it. You hate it, don't you? Um, King of the Ring is probably like my least favorite uh, pay per view of like all time. Uh, especially like the WWE pay-per-view and I say just you know kind of do away with both of them I mean that's just me though I love the King of the Ring like I loved it more so when it was actually the one night tournament like no other matches on there it was just the King of the Ring matches you had like first round second round third round finals like all that and then they like kind of changed it a little bit by added more stuff in there. And then basically all you had were like the final like four matches for the King of the Ring tournament. So, yeah. Like, I'd rather been, see. I've never been a big fan of of either either thing like the the tournament itself. Like I I don't know, just my least favorite. And then everybody did the same. Same thing, like whoever wins, I pick their king for a fucking like two years or a year or whatever. I wouldn't even do that. I'd revamp it though. And instead of making them like go through all that shit with the crown and all that, kind of like money in the bank and let them get a title shot. Like next pay per view, they get a title shot. Or, you know, next night on Raw or SmackDown, they get the main event and get a title shot. Okay. But to me, there's only one king. And that's Gary the King. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I know. I'm I'm partial to King Regal. And I'm partial to King Booker. I did like I did like Booker T. Uh, Booker T was great as King of the. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is like. King of the Rings had its moment. Like, I'm a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, so of course King of the Rings has had some big moments. But you know, I, it to me like if you like ask me which pay per view I would like least likely to spend money on, it'd be King of the Rings. King but the Ring. somehow I always end up watching it. Go around thumping your Bible. Talking about your Psalms and your John 316, Austin 316, 
says, I just whooped your ass. You know, uh, what's crazy is Austin won that King of the Ring because the Hunter Hearst Hemsley was being um, punished for, uh, for the, the curtain call. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. We almost didn't get stone code. Amazing how that uh how that turned out. Yeah. So that one decision cost cost Triple H like a prominent spot, but then gave birth to like one of the biggest stars that we'd see throughout the Attitude Era. One of the, the biggest star. The biggest I mean, you may say that. Rock may have, but Rock didn't get people quite as hyped as Stone Code did. No. Um. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the curtain call, um, if you guys haven't watched it yet and you get a chance to, the Broken Skull sessions with Kevin Nash is actually pretty cool. They talked a little bit about that on there, and uh, Nash uh, kind of talked about how he was a little pissed off of how uh, they treated Hunter after that, about how he got punished and all that other stuff. He's like, so it wasn't something they did, to, you know, despite the the company or whatever like they were just you know a group of friends and you know they're pretty much just saying like saying their goodbyes to each other and whatnot so it's still pretty cool pretty cool little interview with nash the uh, the broken skull sessions we'll talk a little bit about nwo and um a lot of people misconception of uh nash and his booking for wcw um <laughs> he actually did not have that much pull in booking as people think as people think he did, um, according to him, because uh, he he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, if I was booking the matches, he's like, you think the finger poke to Hogan would have happened after I won the title? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he's like, you book yourself to lose or you book yourself to to be strong. <laughs> I was like, he's got a point. So. Uh, I mean, the finger poke, everybody knew it was like a, a stick anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just to hear him say it. Like, of course, everybody always denies, like, the crazy rumors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sabu claimed, like, claimed that Sonny didn't suck his dick for pills. Uh, he only he only flushed him his tits or whatever. I'm like, dude, whatever. Stop lying. <laughs> I kind of... I kind of have a more tendency to believe Kevin Nash or something than I do with Sabu <laughs> all honesty so <laughs> but yeah um that's pretty much for what we got for regular news uh figure news this week we got some uh, announcements from Chella Toys um what? we got a King Haku root um retro coming that was just announced um this week this past week um sabu is getting an uncensored six inch figure um and there are cello toys uncensored line so which would be in scale to the mattel elite and then um we're getting a figurecollections.com exclusive nick aldis he's gonna have a little bit different ring gear and he will be and he's busted open so he's got a little little uh little juice little crimson mask if you will um the cool thing about this um uh, which i didn't even know this thing was coming out or anything like that it was kind of like big big hush hush thing um it's limited to a hundred 
Um, you can order it off of uh, figurecollections.com. I think it's slash store or shop, one of the two. Um, they got two different stores. One's an eBay store, one's their website store. I think you find if you go to figurecollections.com. Uh, this is actually um, our good friend Tommy Paradise over on the uh, Run-In podcast. Actually helped design this figure. Give a little input on the design for this. So. Ooh, that's cool. Super cool. So big props to uh to uh Tommy Paradise and the Rocket Podcast on that. That's like every like wrestling figure collector's dream is to have some input on a uh on an action figure. So pretty cool. Congratulations on that one. That's I can honestly say I'm super jelly of that and kind of hate you a little bit at the moment, but it's still pretty cool. We're still good though. <laughs> um if I had my input on like a, a figure, like what I would do, it would be like a like a Terry Funk like water baby. Oh my god. What? But like you could bust it open and it would bleed. <laughs> <laughs> and then soak back up inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh so those from cello toys, those are coming. Um, Zombie Sailor Toys announced new signing. Mr. Hughes is coming to the uh, Wrestling Heels and Faces line. So, it's pretty cool. Lots of retro goodness still coming from Cello Toys and Zombie Sailor, um, even on the heels of Mattel's retro announces. Um, announcements from last week for Comic-Con. Um, some store sightings. Get into this real quick here. Um, Ultimate Editions, the, the series with Ric Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin have been popping up at Target stores. Actually uh, saw Austin at our store today. So did not pick them up because I don't like the figure. Um, if he came with some jean shorts, I probably would be more inclined to pick it up. But nah, I'm good. Um, so that's been spotted. AEW Unmatched Series 1 has been found at Target stores as well. Um, a lot of people are finding like two to three figures, so I'm not sure if it's they're shipping in full cases or if they're coming um, like loose in um, the the repack boxes, so to say. Um, oh, uh, AW, I have a, I have a suggestion for a, a figure. Um, can you make Don Callis with those uh, booty shorts on for me? That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man. It was so figure. bad. <laughs> it was great, but it was bad. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. So we got that. Um, the latest series of AEW Unrivaled, I think, which is Series 6 with Sheeta and Hager is popping up in Target stores as well. Um, and Legend Series 11 has been popping up as of a few weeks ago. Uh, mostly Big John Stud, but a lot of people are now finding Bam Bam, uh, Scott Hall, and Macho Man. So, so those are starting to, to pop up. You. Um, if you're looking for any information on those, if you want to find them easier, um, check out our Twitter. We've got the stock numbers posted up on there. If you're in the Fig, fig Cave, posted there as well. But if you go to the Target app, search for your legends, but change the shipping filter to include out of stock and it'll bring up they will show on the search if they're out of stock 
Um, but make sure you tap the little heart to add it to your favorites. Then you don't have to go through all that bullshit. Um, in the future, you can just go to your favorites list and check inventory that way because they are showing up as in stock on the Target app in stores. Um, unfortunately, you cannot do order pickup for them yet. So we'll see if that actually changes in the near future. So it'll uh, make things a lot easier for a lot of uh, uh, collectors out there. So. All right. That's uh, pretty much all I've got for news and all that fun stuff. Let's get into uh next question we got on here. Are we heading toward another boom period in wrestling? I'll let uh, Carl take the lead on that. Um, I think so. I think so. Um, I think it'll be a little bit different from the last boom in wrestling that we had, but I think we are we are due for a boom. Um, Absolutely. You have exciting stuff going on with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan getting signed to AEW. Uh, Impact has been. Uh, really great over the past, you know, six months or so. Um, NWA is, you know, hanging in there pretty good. Um, been real, real quality uh, wrestling out there. Uh, I'd like to see Ring of Honor, you know, do a little bit better. But uh, uh, I think we're we're in for a boom. Uh, UFC's kind of, you know, they lost Conor McGregor, breaking his leg. I think he's finished. Uh, I don't think he'll, he'll win again. And that's kind of like their their biggest name there for a minute. So, I think wrestling's on the boom. You know what we need, Chris? What do we need? We need uh, the Japan Pro Wrestling on like a TV <laughs> channel every week. In the U.S.? Definitely. In the U.S. One that's actually available. Available it'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd be set. That'd be good. Absolutely. Um, I'm with Carl on this one. I think we are heading towards a boom period. And it is it is going to be different because we're not, it's not like the Attitude Era where things, you know, change. Like the style of how things were done and, you know, the tapings and stuff like that weren't changed. Um, I think the way that companies do business with each other is going to change. And I think we're already seeing that now between AEW, Impact, um, New Japan, AAA, um, like a couple other ones out there. So we're starting to see that now. And you look at MLW, which is on YouTube, they're an incorporation of um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the aspects from Lucha Underground, um, bringing in the... Um, uh, the guy that was uh, Dario Cueto, um, they changed his name because uh, he's like witness protection or whatever. So, and then like Mil Muertes and using other wrestlers from from there, from Lucha Underground. Um, I think it's going to force WWE to change the way that they do business as well. Like maybe we'll see more partnerships with other companies. Maybe like a new Japan or something like that, but I think it's, I think we might go back to something close to the territories, but not exactly the same because you, you kind of can't do territory anymore with 
like how global all these companies have become. Interesting. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Well, before we get into bell to bell, I got one more question for you guys. Which theme is better for Christian? Which Christian theme is his best theme? Because, uh, you know, he's had like 30 WWE themes. So. <laughs> you mean like his best one? Christian! Like his best one, like your all-time favorite Christian theme. Christian! Christian! Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the one he has now. I like the one he had in uh, Impact too. Well, the one he's using now is the one he's using in Impact. Oh, okay. That's what I figured it was. Yeah. I don't really super remember. And then uh, I've always liked uh, the like main one he had in WWE. The the last one that he had. Yeah. Yeah, just close your eyes. Yep. There's two. There's actually two versions of that theme. The uh, original artist was by a band called Waterproof Blonde, and then the uh, version that he was using prior to uh, leaving the first time and then coming back was actually done by uh, Story of the Year. Some uh, useless information for your daily lives. <laughs> Carl, what you got? What What do you think? What is your personal favorite Christian theme? So does the uh, brood theme brood count? Brood theme counts. Um, yeah, I would go with the brood brood theme or. Uh, Either that or, I mean, I know it's not everybody else's favorite, but also, like, his, like, first uh, solo fight theme. At the, uh, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Christian. You're on your own. <laughs> I do like that one. I I like pretty much all Christian themes, but the, um, because I'm a... I, Love Christian. I'm a big fan of Christian. Um, I personally have a tough time choosing between the the just close your eyes and the uh, the theme that he's using now, his impact and AEW theme. It's like both of those two are kind of like top top of the list for me. It's a tough decision between those two. But if I had to pick one, I think it'd be just close your eyes. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackofcards.com. That's stackofcards with a z.com. All right, let's uh let's go bell to bell. 
Biggest things popping out here. The six-man tag match from SmackDown, uh, which was John Cena and the Mysterios uh, taking on the Bloodline. And the best thing to come out of SmackDown all night was Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. If you have not seen the clip of Paul Heyman uh, and his uh, back and forth with Cena, and he walks away like, Humming Cena's music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. He's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's definitely well worth like watching like the first bit of SmackDown over. So, uh, but the six man tag match actually wasn't bad. Pretty solid matchup. Um, I got no complaints coming out of SmackDown. At least for the main event. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch SmackDown at all, but that's pretty much. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go to Raw. Uh, the biggest thing from Raw for me was Riddle versus Morrison, which was a really good main event for Raw. Uh, much better than some stuff that we've had over the last few weeks. Um, aside from last week when Nikki, Nikki cashing in the briefcase, but um, it seems like any time that these two are in the ring together, like you know, you're going to get a pretty solid matchup. They just work very well in ring together, uh, which is definitely setting up. Uh, Riddle got beat down at the end by AJ and Omos, so we're definitely setting up a return for Orton in the very near future. With uh, him and Riddle taking on Omos and AJ for the Raw Tag Titles. So that's the biggest thing from that. NXT this week, Ridge Holland returned. Um, helped out Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan pick up the win in their matchup at the beginning of the night. And then mm-hmm. one of the biggest surprises coming out of here was Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely did not see that one coming at all, but um, I'm sure we knew it was going to happen eventually, but not this soon. Yep. Uh, looking forward to that one. I think that's going to happen at the next takeover. Uh, let's just, yeah, really not a whole lot of WWE. Let's let's keep rolling here. Um, and WA this week. Uh, continued the first round, continued their champion series. Uh, first round matches this week. We saw Tom Latimer take out Marcel Rocket. Um, Latimer picked up the win on that one, picking up five points for his team, uh, which was Team Camille and Team uh, Team Camille and Austin Idol. Uh, Genocide defeats Sky Blue, uh, which adds five points to uh, Team Velvet and Team uh, Pope. And then JTG over Mims, uh, which added five points to Team Aaron and Taryn. 
So Aaron Stevens and Tanner Terrell. And then Trevor Murdoch defeated Fred Rosser, which added another five points to Team Pope and Team Sky, putting them in the lead so far for the Champions Tournament. Um, Ten points. Uh, Camille and Idol are five. Aaron and Taryn are five. And Nick Aldis has got to be pissed about this one. Him and Molina, uh, zero. The only match they had on there was Genocide. Um, it was Genocide and Sky Blue, and I think JTG and Mims. I think Mims was on a Team Aldis. I don't know if I remember correctly, but yeah. So I'm sure uh, Nick Aldis is not very happy. So. Uh, you're updating. We're updating impact as we go along here, so we'll get to that. So, uh, as we're recording on Thursday night, AW last night, we talked a little bit about Jericho versus Nick Gage. Uh, let's talk that 10 man tag opening that show. That was awesome. Oh, that match was amazing. The, the entrances were great. Yeah, like in all honesty, you know, we'll never get that as a figure ever in the entirety of life. But go ahead. Oh, you never know. You never know. That'd be awesome, though. Like a nice little uh, five pack of the elite with their elite squad jerseys and shorts. <laughs> right. I'll come out like the Toon Squad. Um, that was pretty awesome. Kenny Omega got a huge pop, um, especially when they introduced him as the only member from North Carolina <laughs> with uh, Dynamite being in Charlotte this week. Um, actually, this match was good. I'm a little disappointed with the outcome. I know, I know, Garrett, you're a little dis- you got to be a little disappointed with that as well. I was, but it's like I was saying, it's how you know that either Daniel Bryan or CM Punk are 100% signed, if not already, because one of yep. them is going after Omega. Well, here's the thing. Sucks. This, this is the other question that I didn't put in here because I kind of wanted to spring it on you guys while we were talking about this. Does the signing of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan push back any type of push? we would get for an actual for an original let's say original AEW roster member like Hangman Page or Jungle yep. Boy yep. it does 100% that is exactly why he, they didn't win that match is because of this I firmly am believe that I still believe Hangman is going to be the one that takes that title off of Omega I sure. Yeah, so. I, I don't think I don't think he will be. You don't think so? Mm-mm. No, if you're gonna pay uh, Sam Punk and Daniel Bryan all that money, I mean you're paying them to, to be champion. Well, they can be champion, but they just got to beat Hangman for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay. Well, I'm so I'm still sticking by that. I don't care. <laughs> uh, let's see One of the other big matches uh, FTR taking on Pride and Powerful First time that these two teams Have ever met 
and just a standard tag team match. And it definitely did not disappoint. This is a pretty solid matchup, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, downside, though, is it looks like um, Cash. Cash? Cash or Dax? Which one? I don't know. Which one, Wait, which one are you talking about? The bald one or the not bald one? Dash. Dash Wilder was is Cash, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Cash actually got injured in this match. That's the only the only downside to this. Well, other than that, uh fantastic tag team matchup. Um another match we gotta talk about that is not on here. Hickaleo. Oh, that on, match with oh yeah, Vance, uh, Archer. Vance Archer. Forgot about that. That was Vance a good Archer. match too. Did oh, you see? My who God, he's wrestling next. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that. But here's what sucks. It's gonna be in Japan. But it will still be on Dynamite next week. Really? I thought it yes. was gonna be in Japan. I think it's gonna be in Japan, but I think they're gonna air it on Dynamite next week. Oh, okay. That'll be awesome then. Yeah, I'll, I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, Even though this, I didn't really want Archer to win, but like he at least proved something in that match. Absolutely. And can we can we talk about the pop that Haku got? Right. I mean, if you didn't pop for Haku, you need to get your ass kicked. <laughs> King Haku, baby. So that was awesome. Oh. So. So Haku is definitely Bullet Club. So, yep, uh, it was great. Like it, this match was like just like straight ground and pound. Like these guys like beat the shit out of each other. Um, you know something I noticed though, he didn't get the like bu 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 Bullet Club, and then his music hit. His no, music I think just hit. I, I think um, AEW is using isn't using like the regular like their standard music like he had the because uh, even um gallows and anderson have different music when they wrestle on AEW. they're not using the same music that they used on impact they're so using stupid. The, um, it's like the the super elite squad music which is a look which is for like all of them yeah. I know they use that when they all come out together, but I think Gallows and Anderson have something slightly different um, than their impact music. Because it's pretty much AEW doesn't want to pay royalties. They actually have a pretty solid music producer who um, actually follow on Twitter, who follows us as well. Um, actually does a really good job. Like some of their music is actually pretty solid. Some of yeah. it's a little meh, but you know, some of it is actually really good. Um it seems to fit the character pretty well. But uh, I think that's probably like an original AEW thing. Because even Nick Gage has a different music than what he actually uses in GCW. But uh, yeah, speaking of Nick Gage, we talked a little bit about Jericho and Gage. Uh, The one thing we left out, Jericho and the Hurricane Rana off the top rope, putting Nick Gage through that uh that piece of uh uh glass he had propped mm-hmm. up on those two chairs. That shit just shattered. Like yep. And then and then you have to say who he's gotta wrestle next week. Oh my god, Carl. Brace yourselves for this one. 
Carlson. The juice. The juice is back, baby. The juice? The juice. Freshly squeezed? No, 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 no. no. The, the original juice. The Hoovy juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hoovy Guerrero will be making his AEW debut next week, taking out Chris Jericho for the, uh, the third trial of Jericho. And Jericho cannot win the match. Has to win the match by doing a move off the top off rope. the top rope. What a fucking oh, rule! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's gonna oh. do, right? He's gonna do like a he's gonna do like a code breaker off the top rope. He'll do that, or he'll do like a, I was thinking about it. He'll just like jump off the top rope and just hit him with a freaking uh, Judas, Judas effect. effect. Yeah, I hate that move so much. I know you do. <laughs> So bad. You know something I don't understand. Like, like I get like the whole point of these trials is like, okay, yeah, we're gonna get these guys to wrestle, but like from a standpoint of you're basically saying, okay, I trust nobody in my group of people who are gonna beat Jericho, so I'm gonna pay all these guys off to beat you. You know what I mean? Like you have a group of people who like you're supposed to trust or supposed to be your guys. And you have literally had one of them wrestle. I wouldn't be surprised if the last match that he has to do is a gauntlet with the members of the Pinnacle. It's possible. Or or some sort of handicap tag match. Against FTR, maybe. Or against FTR or like the, the, the rest of the Pinnacle. Maybe. So it'd be like FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. It probably would just be well. Uh, he already was, wrestled. He wrestled Sean Spears though already. Right. Right. So, but um, who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised me like a one-on-three handicap match with Wardlow and FTR. Honestly, I won't be surprised if uh, he if one of the Jericho things is wrestling like Big Show or something. That could be too. Former I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there's history. They didn't know how to wrestle. Yep. Hell, even Henry, even though I'm sure Henry doesn't wrestle much. But I hope, I just hope not, though. Like, I just hope it's going to be like Jericho takes on the pinnacle or whatever, and then we go from there. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. He's still got another, he's still got two more. So I got two more. Two more, two more. All right, so AEW actually the last couple weeks has been putting on some really good shows. Like I gotta say, yep. Like there's been like a couple matches that weren't bad that were kind of eh, but like everything was good. Um, Thunder Rosa made her debut match as an official member of the AEW roster this week, though we can't forget that. Um, I did because I didn't really care to watch the match. Not because it was Thunder Roses, because I, I saw the person she was wrestling, and I was yeah, like, there's no way she's going to lose this match. Absolutely not. So, um, <laughs> Poor Julia. But, um, uh, yeah, big props to Thunder Rosa. Congratulations on being a full-time member of the AEW roster. Definitely well-deserved. Um, it sucks that she didn't get picked up by, like, WWE. She would have made a huge addition to the NXT locker room, but AEW yep. definitely has a gain here with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. It was actually the number one ranked right now in the uh, 
women's title picture. But who knows if we'll see her wrestle Britt Baker anytime soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So go from that. Let's wrap up the week with impact. Uh, we have the good brothers take on the team of Jay white and Chris Bay. Uh, good brothers picked up the win on that one. Uh, there was a segment afterwards with Jay white and Chris Bay. Um, Bay is not officially a part of the bullet club yet, but, uh, white tells him he's got some potential. So hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see Bay, uh, join the bullet club, which would be pretty awesome. If not, this might lead to uh, Jay white versus Chris Bay, which I'm here for that too. Mm-hmm. The stuff going on there. Uh, Sue young returns with a new Kimberly. Yeah. I'm excited. I love me some Sue Young. Way better character than uh, Susan. <laughs> yep, I know you said that. It's better. Yeah. By the way, you do know that. I mean, I'm sorry to tell all you guys this, but uh, Impact's been like taped for like the next few weeks. So uh, yeah, Impact. They always they tape Impact like for right. Like, so I've already read everything. Uh, so one thing I want to mention in writing this that I was going to say that I, I kind of like the premise of it's kind of like why I was talking about what I was talking about earlier. It's how Impact is doing kind of like a, a king and queen of the ring, but they're doing it as tag teams where it's the homecoming. All I the like homecoming, that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Falaba teaming up with um, <laughs> Tasha Steeles. Oh, that's going to be great. Apparently, uh, I don't know if you saw when you read the things for Impact. So apparently, uh, Brian Myers asked Francine to be his partner. until what? she figured. Wait, wait. And she accepted, but then she figured out that she was the second person he asked. So she oh, him no. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Poor Brian. Yeah, I've already read like the spoilers to who's all in it, and I'm kind of excited about one of them about who Deanna Peraza's partner is. (laughs) All right, well, we'll we'll get to that when it happens. No spoilers. Yep. But uh, I like the the new look for Sue Young here. Yep. Pretty cool. They brought her back, so. I'm sure she's going to feud a little bit with uh, Deanna Perrazzo and then probably won't get the uh, the women's title, the knockout title back, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Awesome sauce. All right. Uh, let's go from that. Uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack beat Violent by Design, non-title matchup. And uh, Moose in a rematch with Saban actually defeats Chris Saban this week. It doesn't look like the feud is over. Uh, probably not. <laughs> they after well after the match they like beat the shit out of each other. Had to be. Yeah, these guys are just going. I'm gonna go at it for a little bit here. So, um, but I'm cool with it. Like saving a moose, like that match at Bound for Glory was pretty solid. Or not Bound for Glory. Yeah. Um, Bound for Glory. Slam anniversary. Glory is the next one. So. <laughs> Oh, for glory is the next pay-per-view. But uh yeah, Slam Anniversary was a pretty solid matchup. So. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, so that's going to wrap up bell to bell this week. Let's go ahead and bounce on over to the vintage throwdown. Carl, you're the only one that I got to watch Shotgun Saturday night. Oh. Yeah. Give um, us, a, give so, us your take. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it remember how it starts off because I didn't. I watched it like quite a. Did you watch Sunny Sex Tape? Huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did. That's that's towards the end. That's towards the end there. Um, so you get uh, the first match is I think it's the um, fake Diesel. Um, if, if you read if you read the notes, it's in the notes. Oh, I'm not reading the notes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, fake Diesel and um, Hootie Verse. Uh, Mark Merrow with yep. Sable. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you're going, if you're going to uh, watch uh, Shotgun Saturday Night, of course, the, like um, it's not like Raw or SmackDown. Like these are not like the best quality of matches. Um, fake Diesel um, or uh, uh, Big Daddy. Uh, Kane. Big Daddy Kane. Taking <laughs> <laughs> uh, on uh, Mark Merrow. It was. It was. Well, it is what it was. Um, Mark Merrow and Sable actually get lost <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> Just like in a bar. So uh, Mark Merrow and Sable get lost going to the ring, but. <laughs> um, I forgot who even wins that match. Uh, uh, fake, fake Diesel. Fake Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then you get uh, one of my biggest, biggest highlights. Uh, I still remember this from when I was when me and Chris were talking about this uh, uh, earlier this week. I, I remembered it, and I hadn't seen this in like twenty years. Maybe a little less than twenty years, but um, it's, it's been a while anyway since I've seen it. And uh, me and my cousin Ricky, we were watching this. Uh, uh, you had um, uh, Sagio Vega. This is before he joined the Nation of Domination. Uh, Burson Farouk. Farouk comes down, has a Dixie Action Wolfie D. Uh, in case you don't know, which most people don't know. Is uh, PG thirteen one of the greatest tech teams of all time? Uh, <laughs> rapping uh, uh, Farouk's uh, intro, which I think they may have did like once or twice in WWE before you know they get demoted back down to uh, USWA. Yeah. Um, but they also did stuff with WCW and ECW, so that might have something to do with it too. Um. But anyways, uh, um, Farouk picks up the vi- the victory there um, with a little bit of interference uh, from the nation. Um, then you had uh, another uh, guy I was excited to see because he was uh, f- oh actually I wasn't really that excited to see 
because I wasn't a big fan of him in USWA, but I, I, I thought it was cool seeing him on WWE. Uh, oh, Flex Cabana, aka Rocky Mavia, or he, I think actually he's Rocky Mavia in this. Um, takes on Fake Razor, <laughs> uh, and hit him with the uh, fucking. Uh, I think it's like a shoulder breaker or something. You know, this is like before the rock bottom or the people's elbow. This is oh, uh, pre yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, this is like when he's getting booed out the arenas and shit. <laughs> yeah, and actually, and actually, if you go back and watch it, you can hear a few people in the crowd chanting "Rocky sucks." Uh, <laughs> Rocky sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's like I think like two kicks in like the second row or third row. They're like Rocky sucks. It's uh, it's pretty great. I see the, uh, um, the Sisters of Love got arrested. They did. They did. The Sisters of Love got arrested. That was at the beginning of the show. That's what it opened up. It was them getting arrested. Um, <laughs> then you had uh, 76 tape. Uh, I don't know. Have y'all seen it at all? Uh, the one with Elmo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. remember this. <laughs> yeah. So this is like back in... Um, oh, man. I'm trying to remember when uh, this aired. This aired in like January. January 1997. Yeah, right after right after Christmas, uh, Tickle Me Elmo was the big, uh, the big thing. Uh, people were fucking fighting in stores and murdering kids for these Tickle Me Elmo dolls. <laughs> uh, they get their kids for Christmas, and uh, Sunny has one, uh, but. Uh, her friend ain't with Tickle Me Elmo, it's with uh, his big brother, Fondle Me Elmo. Oh, God. Uh, and it's uh, a guy in the Elmo suit uh, that you'd see at like, Disneyland or something like that. Uh, except he has like a black uh, thong. <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy, uh, you know, does one on the bed, hops on top, or pulls the underwear off of him and hops on top, and then it goes to black, and, you know, it wakes up. And, well, you actually hear like bad squeaking noises and <laughs> Elmo busting one, and then you know it, it cuts the uh, funny naked uh, like a robe on. Uh, oh God! This but is great. Uh, yeah, great, <laughs> great WWE. This is like as I said, SmackDown Saturday Night was like the Attitude Era of like it's like the first free, like yeah, first the your first like little. I guess, like, they had seen ECW and try to get, like, an ECW kind of vibe. I mean, it wasn't hardcore by no means, uh, but you kind of had, like, a different uh, a different setup with, um, you know, the smaller crowd. Um, and oh, the lights didn't just go off, man. She had a clapper. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> she clapped um, off. <laughs> um, uh, right before the uh, right before the final match, you had um, uh, Todd Pettengill and um, Honky Tonk Man karaoke in the Elvis. Oh, that's, that's great. awesome! <laughs> yeah, um, and then um, you had uh, the Headbangers, uh, Mushroom Thrasher. Um, who they? I forgot who they. Doug Furness and somebody. Uh, Phil Lafon. Yeah, yeah, Doug Furness and uh, Philip Uh which is, you know, another 
you know, kind of dollar match. Like I said, um, when you well, the funny back thing watching, is the, uh, the headbangers are the uh, the sisters of love. Yeah, they got arrested at the beginning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, if you've never seen like the first, I don't know how many episodes they did like this was it, like six or eight or something like that. I think so. Yeah. If you haven't got a chance to uh, see them, just, you know, go watch it. It's worth the experience. Like I said, it's uh, not like the best matches ever. Like, by no means, it's, you know, late night. No, definitely. Definitely not. But it's like, like you're saying, the, the atmosphere is what makes the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then Chuck and Saturday Night basically became like a... You know, Sunday night. <laughs> well, no, not Sunday night heat, but it, it stayed check on Saturday night, but it became an arena show. And they yeah. preached it like the first, like when you go to a, like a Raw or SmackDown, like what they would do is they'd have like the Kurt, the little ring apron would say shotgun Saturday night on it. And then you'd have like two matches. It'd be, you know, some mid Carter, like Scotty Too Hottie versus Jake somebody from whatever town you're in and uh you know they're on shotgun Saturday night. Apparently Goldust is pregnant. <laughs> oh yeah, Goldust is pregnant. <laughs> oh man. Freaking ridiculous. Like the shit that they were doing. Todd Pettengill like yoking people up outside here too. <laughs> It, it's like I said, like I definitely recommend why, and it's only like 30 minutes long. If that, yeah, probably like 45. Was, I think it was an hour on TV, but yeah, yeah, like for 40, 45 minutes when you take out the commercials. So, but yeah, I remember me and my cousin. This is this episode two was the first episode I saw of Shotgun Saturday Night. Uh, and I remember me and my cousin Ricky was kind of disappointed. Uh, because we hadn't wasn't naked. Well, no, no, we we hadn't been going to ref. <laughs> I used to go to USWA on, on Saturday nights at the, the you know the fairgrounds, yeah. and you know, you know sometimes you know parents go through hardships and stuff, and yep. our parents hadn't been taking me to you know USWA, um, and then I remember us kind of being disappointed, and uh, we were watching. Like I think like some scary movie like we like the channel that we watched like had like a scary movie that came out on Saturday night and then uh, it was like something other and, and then second Saturday night this happened to come on afterwards and we uh, like I said I didn't myself Ricky had cable but I didn't have cable and like we didn't know you know it was coming on it just kind of came on and you know we saw PG thirteen. Uh, come out with Farouk, and uh, like I said, PG 13 was like a big deal for us. Um, and then uh, seeing uh, Flex Cavana, you know, rocking my via, uh, it was kind of cool. Awesome, but yeah, we were, we were disappointed in the Sunny Sex tape, you know, helping <laughs> to see it, but uh, um, uh it's freaking hilarious, though. <laughs> Oh, fondle me, Elmo. That's great. And it does a commentary. It's her and Vince that does commentary on these. I don't know. I don't yeah. know great. Watch either episode, but 
it's pretty cool. Yup. <laughs> oh man, awesome. So I'm gonna try to find. I think I want to do. Let's continue with this. Just the like the ones that are at like the bars, because these are fun. Like, um, before they get into the arena stuff. So I'll see if I can find the next the next episode. Um, we'll do that one next week too. Um, awesome. So that's um, that's gonna kind of do it for us this week. We really don't have too much on there. Um, I do want to say today actually marks the the three year anniversary of the passing of uh, Brian Christopher, uh, Jerry Lawler's son. Uh, I know Lawler tweeted some stuff out earlier today, and you know, Scotty Tuhati and Rikishi have as well. Um. I can actually tell you where I was when I found out that he uh, had passed away. And I can tell you where Jerry the King Lawler was, too. Um, GalaxyCon. Yep. Oh. Uh, who's the other guy that passed away this week? Uh, oh, man, what was his name? I just remember him being, like, really large. Really large. Oh man, what was his name? <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen anything. Uh he had like a he like his oh man. It wasn't anybody we would probably know. I just remember seeing it because I know Jericho t- posted it somewhere. Mm. Hold on. Give me like two seconds. Well, um, <laughs> uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Uh, his handle is at lawmance underscore. The name on here is Kite Man. He <laughs> actually just posted a video of him taking a pizza cutter to his forehead. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like, nothing. Like, he's actually rubbing the pizza cutter on his forehead with a bit of pressure, and it ain't doing shit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm a second, I can believe. Oh, here it is. His name is Super Porky. His name. Super Porky. Yeah. It's his name. Uh, hey, making up shit, man. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know Super Porky. His name is... Hold on, I'll tell you his actual name. Uh, his name is Jose Luis Alvarado. Oh, uh, so I'm assuming he wrestles in Mexico then. Yes. Or did. Okay. But he was a former WWE wrestler. What the fuck was he? Bastion Booger? His <laughs> <laughs> name was Super Porky? Oh, man. I don't know. Is he like tag team partners with Heather Feather or something? Heather. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh no, don't worry about it. It says signed to WWE in 2005 and was part of the juniors division before being released a year later. So he wasn't a WWE long. This makes it seem like he was a WWE for a while. His yeah, he's a Mexican luchador. Oh, the juniors was WWE's minis. They tried to do midget wrestling again. 
Oh, was he a midget wrestler? Just look him I think up. So, uh, his name is exactly what you think. Super Porky. Yeah, he's Super <laughs> Porky. Oh, okay. I googled him. Okay, yeah. I had never seen that guy, but you know, maybe he did wrestle sometime, and I just forget. Yep. Actually, I do. I kind of remember seeing him on some uh, some skits. There's actually one with him uh, eating like a giant ham sitting next to Teddy Long. So is he's super porky and he's eating ham? He's eating ham. Isn't that kind of like uh, <laughs> cannibalism? <laughs> is he supposed to be a pig or is he wear a mask or something? Nah. He's just a fat guy. Doesn't say his uh can't see like actually his like height or anything. Uh five foot ten. No, yeah. Short. Uh, he's not that short. No, that's short. He's like my height. Yeah, it's average height though. Yeah. Like for a non wrestler, but I mean um it sucks pass away. It always sucks to see like anyone in the business pass away. Um yeah. so condolences to uh to Super Porky's family. And was it diabetes or it said oh well I, I don't remember I don't actually remember what it said or heart, it's probably a heart attack or diabetes my guess the diabetes diabetes his son is a psycho clown oh okay and uh CMLL okay nice uh, uh, pass away heart attack, actually. Okay. Yes, it. Damn, told you. Damn. He probably had diabetes too. It's probably a heart attack brought on by diabetes. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Um, just sucks. Um, definitely thoughts and prayers, condolences out to Psycho Clown and the the family of Super Porky. So. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's what we got. So let's, um, little plugs and our shout outs here to the other four horsemen of wrestling podcast. Uh, our friend Phil Gentile over at the big cave, uh, look for his stuff dropping soon. He is doing some fantasy football stuff as well. Um, dropping, um, stuff on the big cave feed for that. Uh, the run in podcast, uh, they are coming up on actually one year their podcast as well so check those guys out our good friends tommy and dj and our good friend uh kenny had to call up be sure you're subscribed to him as well dropping some big interviews um i don't think he dropped anything this week i don't remember seeing anything from him but uh, i could be wrong on that but just make sure you're subscribed to all three of those so you don't miss out on anything um from these guys so phil should be dropping the top five here soon as well We'll see how that's soon. It's been a while since he's done one, so hopefully we'll get one relatively soon. Those are always fun. Uh, yeah, definitely check those out. Uh, let's see. Make sure you follow our good friend Jimmy King at King Will Rule You on Twitter as well. Uh, Turnbuckle Tavern podcast uh, coming down the aisle. Um, I'm sure there's a few more that I'm missing that have been uh, 
helping us out with some retweets and stuff uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we do appreciate it. If I missed you guys, I'm sorry. I'll try to I'll try to get you all in next week. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Theme of the week this week. It's my pick, and we're taking it to the firing squad. Gorillas of Destiny, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Psych for that one. Listening to going through some uh, theme songs the other the other day and came across the uh, God firing squad one. I was like, "Yep, we're using that one." <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all I got. You guys got anything? Nope. All right. Well, on that note, thank y'all for checking us out. This has been episode one hundred and three. Of the Wrestle Get It podcast next week, episode 104, official two year episode. Um, that will close out season two with another 52 episodes down. We roll into season three after that. So psyched for that. Thank you guys for supporting us, checking us out, listening to us, um, retweeting our tweets, all that fun stuff, interacting with like polls that we put up all that great stuff so thank you again on behalf of myself chris the heat matthews gary g money mun and the tennis jesus carl crossland thank you guys for checking us out for another edition of the wrestle getting podcast 281-330-8004 uh hit my friend up he's about to blow Can't nobody really in Gorilla. Can't nobody really in Gorilla. Can't nobody really in Gorilla.